and happy new year. Oh my gosh, welcome to 2024. I know we're already probably a couple of weeks in to 2024 uh, when you are listening to this episode, but I don't know about you, even just a few days in when I'm recording this, I feel a shift. I really do. I feel a new energy. I feel excitement. I feel ready for this year. I think I almost feel ready, more ready than I have in a really long time for this new year. I'm just ready to call in this next level of abundance and I'm just really ready for this fresh energy. And I think that's probably for many personal reasons, but I also think that there's a collective shift happening. I think that 2023 was quite a sticky and uncomfortable year for quite a lot of people. A lot of people had to pivot. They had to rethink things. They had to really go within and ask themselves what they truly wanted and what they truly desired. And so we've moved through some of that discomfort. We've moved through some of those difficult experiences, uh, some of that inner turmoil maybe, and we've come out the other side of it. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the foundation that we built from 2023. And I'm ready to move and expand from there. I definitely realized when I was reading my journal prompts and like my journal entries from the last three years, wild, um, during New Year's Eve, this has become like a little ritual for me since obviously getting pregnant and having a baby and all of that, like I'm not out partying on New Year's Eve anymore. And I'm very, very content to stay in um, by the fireplace with my husband and a little glass of champagne and just read my journal and sage the house. (laughs) That's the stage of life that I'm at happily. Um, And so I was reading back journal entries and I definitely realized like the last three years have had like a consistent theme. Um, It was all about having a baby. It was all about trying to get pregnant. It was then being pregnant and it was then becoming a mother and raising my little one who's not a little baby anymore. And in that time, we also moved and bought a house and there was a lot of shifting and redirection and having to genuinely, truly lay a foundation for my family. And I've really sat on New Year's Eve and kind of breathed a sigh of relief and thought, I've done it. Like, it's, it's done. I've built that foundation. We're here. We're good. We're comfortable. And I'm really ready to reemerge out of that, to be honest. And I realized by looking back at where my focus has been, which is where I wanted it to be and where I'm grateful that it has been, I really realized I'm ready for it to be a bit more about me. And I mean that in a really positive and empowering way. And I honestly still feel a little uncomfortable saying I'm ready to make it about me because I know there's a little self-judgment that I'm still working through in there and that like, you're a mother, it can't be about you and it's never going to be about you again. But I'm saying this out loud because I want to give permission to other women to be able to say the same thing. And I think it's super, super important that we actually do prioritize ourselves because if we're not prioritizing ourselves then there's lots of negative side effects to that. 
And I think as a collective of women, we have been taught that putting yourself last is heroic. (laughs) And I actually completely disagree. And I've really been reflecting on this over the last week. And I've thought about the way I've seen so many of the women in my family, like the ones that raised me, put themselves last consistently. And I have seen what the knock-on effects of that are. I've seen the burnout, the exhaustion, the lack of fulfillment. Like we're taught that putting yourself last is heroic. And yet what I see it actually mean is tiredness, not feeling good about yourself, feeling snappy, stressed, not thriving in your relationship, not feeling comfortable in your body, not looking after or prioritizing your health. And I'm sorry, wake up call. What is heroic about that? So my big theme stepping into 2024 is the year of me. And it's the year where I find pockets, yes, even as a mother to an infant, to find, well, I shouldn't call her an infant. She is definitely a toddler now, but you get the point, um, to find these pockets of, of prioritizing myself. And so it's not even in the big moments. It's not even in the big stuff. This is what I'm I'm talking about here is like when she goes down for a nap, instead of doing the dishes and all of the chores, which can easily take a good 40 to 45 minutes. And then I'm really tired by the end of it. Um, It's actually going, no, for the first 15 to 20 minutes of putting her down, I'm going to work out. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to journal. That also looks like prioritizing rest. So going to bed a little bit earlier because my body needs it. It also looks like batch cooking. (laughs) It sounds so simple, but I've been cooking every single day, multiple meals, for not just myself, but for my daughter too. And it's like, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy (laughs) and I love doing it and I love cooking, but I'm wasting time and I'm wasting precious energy. So instead we have started cooking meals in batches and cooking ahead and it has created so much more ease. Another thing I love to do, but I'm saying no to is go to the grocery store. I'm like, it's a lot on your nervous system to go to the grocery store and wheel a toddler around. And even though I used to tell myself this whole thing about how, no, I want to be in charge of going to the grocery store and I love doing it. Actually, we started to use Instacart and just to get them delivered. And that has been another huge weight lifted off. And I feel so much more organized just doing it online. And now some of you might already be doing these things and thinking like, yeah, duh. And some of you might be holding on to these tasks like I was. And all I'm doing in sharing these is giving you an invitation to really ask yourself where you can not only prioritize yourself, but also find more freedom this year because freedom equals abundance. To me, freedom feels like abundance. But the moral of the story is We are no longer putting ourselves at the bottom of the list, ladies. Doesn't matter whether you were a mother or not, this gets to be a priority for you moving forward, looking after and taking care of your mental and physical well-being gets to now be the top of the list. 
Okay, so coming back to New Year's Eve, I had a really trippy experience (laughs) that I have to share with all of you in a really, really good way. So last New Year's Eve, um, a client of mine shared this uh, exercise with me. So she said, why don't you write a letter to yourself one year from now? Meaning, write yourself a letter as if it is New Year's Eve one year from now. So New Year's Eve 2024, the one that has just been. But I wrote this New Year's Eve 2023. Does that make sense? And I wrote all of the things that I had created, manifested, and achieved in 2023. And so I found this letter and I was sitting on the sofa with my partner and I read it out loud and it gave us goosebumps. I describe almost to the T what we had created, not only in the details in our new home, from the walk-in pantry to the open plan kitchen. I described the cozy feeling that I had while sitting in the living area space with the fireplace on. And I like had my mouth wide open going, holy what? Because I was literally sitting with the fireplace on with my husband opposite me, all cozied up with a blanket. I'm like, this is trippy. I talked about the gallery landing. What? We have a gallery landing. I'm like, was I time traveling? (laughs) We talked about, I talked about the community that we had built and the friends that we'd started to make with other young families. And we had literally been out with young families for lunch that day. And I was just like, wow, I was really calling this in. And it became so clear to me, the difference between calling something in from complete energetic alignment and the difference between calling something in because you feel like you should. This exercise spoke so loudly to me when it comes to that, because it was completely transparent that I had done that with the house because I had released the resistance to allowing that to come in. I wasn't talking about where this house specifically was. So I had surrendered to the details or needing to know exactly what, where that would look like or what that would look like in terms of those kinds of specifics. Because at that time of writing that letter, I didn't know where we were moving to. I just held the vision for what I felt within the house. And that's the big difference. And my energy was fully on board with allowing myself to receive this. And I was waiting and listening for the hell yeses and the nudges that would move me and propel me towards that, which is you can go back and listen to the podcast episode on how we manifested this house because that's totally what happened. But what was interesting was that in that journal entry, in that letter, I had written a year ago things that I thought that I wanted to manifest in my career for that year. But as I was reading those things, I felt completely flat. Nothing in me was like, wow, or hell yes, or I did this, or even that I wanted this. I was reading them going, why did I write that? (laughs) Because it was so transparent to me from my perspective now that that was so not aligned for where I actually emotionally, energetically, and physically was in my life in 2023. So it was no wonder that those things did not manifest None of it really did in the, for those specific things. I talked about like 
traveling for work and I talked about speaking on multiple stages and I was looking back going who was like who was writing this because I had like a little tiny three-month-old baby when I was writing this and truly no part of me wanted to be apart from her or be lugging her around to venues to go speak it wasn't the year of that kind of growth for me and I fully know that now in hindsight, but I obviously wrote those goals from an an expectation that I was putting on myself. Maybe it was an expectation to be able to do it all. Maybe it was a societal expectation. Maybe it was a part of me that was trying to prove something. Maybe even it was written out of a place of fear because I thought I couldn't let go of those things because then they might not come back to me. But in hindsight, I know that that's not the that's not the truth, and I know that that's not the case, and I can so clearly see why they didn't manifest. And so I wanted to share this because this exercise clearly showed that we are powerful manifestors. I am a powerful manifester, and you are a powerful manifester. Because how else would I have been able to write one year ago with exact detail what I'm experiencing now? I called it in. But that wasn't the case for these other aspects. And that's because my subconscious mind wasn't actually aligned with it. So if you know that you're a powerful manifester and you can call in what it is that you truly, truly being the operative word, desire, then that means when you are setting your 2024 goals, you want to get super clear and go far deeper than just setting a goal for the sake of setting a goal. You really want to dig up anything that might be creating resistance or fear or limits around that goal. And you also want to truly sit with it and check in and ask, is this what my soul desires? Or is this my ego telling me that this is what I should be desiring? Because what happens then is if you haven't checked in with all of those aspects, you'll start thinking, well, I need to start working towards that goal. I need to start making moves and taking action. But those actions will either fall flat or you'll self-sabotage or you'll feel resistance or frustration at it not happening or it not coming easily. And then you'll start telling yourself a story about how you're somebody who doesn't manifest their goals. And that's absolutely not the case. It's just that you manifest the goals that you're actually aligned with. So I would love to support you in this podcast episode in digging a little deeper when it comes to your 2024 goals. And if you'd love to go even deeper than this, and you would love to work with me live in clearing out any of those hidden, pesky, limiting subconscious beliefs and fears that create this resistance and frustration around your goals so that you can accelerate not only towards those financial and abundant goals, in 2024, but also towards all of the aspects of your life that give you a sense of freedom and love and richness and wealth, then I am hosting a one-time special workshop in January. All of the details are in the show notes below in this episode, and you can just go and reserve your seat and you'll receive the special Zoom link so that you can show up live with me in the middle of January for this live special session that will also include a special Q&A section where I hope to be able to support you alive. 
because I really want you to go into this year feeling like nothing is holding you back because when women feel lit up and passionate about what they're doing, the whole world wins. So come and join me for that. It's going to be really, really special. If you have any issues accessing that link, then just come on over to my Instagram at I am Helena Grace and pop me a little DM and let me know that you'd love the link for the workshop and I'd be more than happy to send that over to you. So let's look a little bit at your money goal. So maybe you have a money goal in mind. If you don't, and even if you do, then here is how I invite you to kind of work with or get to that money goal. So it doesn't just feel like an arbitrary number. Here's what I do and here's how I support my clients in getting really aligned with that number. First, before we even pick a number, let's ask a really important question. How do you want to feel in 2024? And all of you are going to have slightly different answers to this, but what is the feeling that you desire? Let's get attached to that first. So for example, actually the word that comes up for me is comfortable. Like comfortable just feels actually like a really expansive word for me. Comfortable, not in a negative sense, comfortable in a feeling really good and at ease and comfortable and moving from a place of overflow and knowing that there's always more than enough. I did a lot of growing in the last three months, three months, three years. I have come on leaps and bounds in multiple areas of my life. It has been about growth. It's been about expansion. It's been about birthing life. It's been about uprooting my family and moving. And now I'm just ready to be comfortable in the foundation that we've laid. But what is your word? Is it maybe a year of growth for you? Do you want to feel like you're growing? Do you want to feel expansive? Do you want to feel alive? Do you want to feel abundant? Do you want to feel freedom? What do you want to feel? Let's own that first. Now let's start playing around with the kind of numbers that would give you the permission to feel that feeling. So what would your life look like if that feeling is the through line? So if I come back to my own example, I would then play around with numbers of what would my what would cover my expenses and more so that I feel really comfortable so that I can arrive at that number. You can do this like look at a monthly figure, but I recommend actually looking at especially if you are a business owner or you're self-employed, looking at the yearly number, because let's get real, some some months there may be over, more overflow than others, but it all accumulates and it all adds up. So what is the number that you need to cover that feeling and some more to give you permission to experience the things that give you that feeling? actually spend some time. You're not going to be able to necessarily do this right here, right now on this podcast episode, playing around with those numbers. What would that trip cost? What would the rent on that home be or your current mortgage be? What are the bills? What investments are you making? How much would you love to be in your savings? Play around with those numbers. And then from there, you can work out, okay, I'm getting close to what I actually want my monetary goal to be. And now you have more of a why behind it rather than just picking, oh, it should be 200K because that's what other people are doing. Or it should be 
150K because that's what I think I should be doing because I need to do this and I need to prove that. That's not coming from your most expansive place. Your goal is unique to you. It is unique to the feeling that you desire to have. So it's really important that you can back that with your energy. And then from there, you can start playing around and looking at the numbers and thinking, okay, well, what number of clients would that mean for me? How many would I work with in the year? How many am I willing to work with? And how many am I not willing to work with? How does that fit into my current pricing? Is there something new that I would like to launch or would I like to relaunch something or continue to launch something that um, I'm growing and expanding with? Then you can start really leaning into what you want your business model to look like this year. Maybe it gets to be easier than you think it does. Doing this is going to help you stay in a place of alignment because when you can put up that goal and you can put up that number, now you have something to work towards rather than thinking, where am I going to pull 250K from this year? And then the next really important step, which is something that I'm going to be supporting the women who join me live in my workshop on a much deeper level with, is looking to see where the resistance is. Because as with any goal, any goal, there will be some limiting fears and limiting beliefs that might pop up for you because your goals mean that you are stepping into something new and stepping into something unknown. And little miss fear and little miss critical really, really fear the unknown because they don't know how to keep you safe out there in things that they haven't experienced before. So they try to keep you exactly where you are right now. And we don't want that. So you've got to listen first to what Little Miss Fear is saying, really understand where she's coming from, and then put her at ease. So you can do that by pinpointing where some of this resistance is. So if you look at the number that you have come to, what actually scares you about this goal? Listen to your body. Listen to see what comes up for you when you ask that question. Is there a part of you that maybe doesn't trust yourself with that amount of money? Are you scared of the responsibility it would take for you to manage or own that kind of level of income or work with that level of clients or that number of clients? Maybe you don't feel like you're ready to hold space for that. And all of these fears are valid and okay. It's just that when you have awareness around them, then you can coach yourself through them. Then you can look at reframing it and you can look at new ways of understanding how to still remain in a place of safety and attract that goal. And one of the most powerful ways that you can really transmute any fear and resistance is by pinpointing where that resistance is actually living in your body. And I do a subconscious exercise with clients and I'm going to be leading the women in my workshop through this where we can actually do that and really follow that energy and follow that resistance in the body backwards to where you first learned that you had to have or hold onto this resistance. And we can listen to it and unpack it in a way that actually allows that resistance to be seen and heard so that it's safe for it to be released for life because it feels like it's gotten what what it needs. And then you can move forward in a really powerful, empowered way towards your goals. So something that you can do is once you've written down that goal is close your eyes 
and listen to your body and pinpoint where you are feeling that resistance and what it is trying to tell you. And asking yourself, where did this resistance first begin? And most importantly, what does this resistance need in order to feel safe? And then as you begin to take action towards that from a place of alignment, I always want you to remind yourself to follow the feeling, not the goal. So coming back to that question that you asked yourself, how do I want to feel in 2024? That is what you want to lead with, the feeling. Because when you focus on allowing yourself to feel that and make decisions based off of that feeling, you become a vibrational match to more of that feeling and the opportunities and the experiences that will deliver that feeling will come your way because you're able to feel them. You're able to see them. You're a vibrational match to them. So I really hope that all of this has given you some food for thought with where you're at with your goals. So just to break it down, because I've shared a lot of different aspects, we are prioritizing ourselves in 2024. Can I get a hell yes? You are focusing on making sure that the goals you're picking are coming from a soul yes. You are prioritizing the feeling that you want to experience in 2024, and you're giving permission to let that resistance be heard and be transmuted. It would be an honor to support you on a deeper level. So come and join me for that live workshop, all the details in the show notes. Or if you would love to come and join the Abundance Portal, I host monthly subconscious healing sessions for the women in there, plus abundance boosters and limiting belief reframes and all of those juicy things to really support you in staying and remaining in a place of alignment when it comes to your money goals in 2024. This experience inside the Abundance Portal is like having a money mindset expert in your back pocket. So I'll also leave the, sh- uh, the link to that in the show notes below. It's my monthly money mindset membership, and it is one of the most accessible ways for you to work with me live. So go check out the details for that as well. But in the meantime, happy new year. And I am sending you a big dose of beautiful love and abundance. Mm-hmm.